0: Hello and welcome to the Gospel Everyday podcast, following along with the Mariners Church annual read. There is unlimited grace for us today, no matter what happens, because of who Jesus is and what he has done. I'm Jared Kirkwood, your host for today. Today's reading is from Proverbs 27, verse 18. The one who guards a fig tree will eat its fruit, and whoever protects their master, Will be honored. So, in this last conversation about slothfulness, we see that all work has dignity in the eyes of God. When we work hard, when we are really careful to put in a good amount of effort in the good work that we do, we see that God honors that work because God Himself works. In fact, the first thing that we see in creation is God's hands in the dirt. It is not work that is beneath him. He isn't so high above that he left that work for someone lesser, for something lesser, I mean. Instead, he modeled for us exactly what work looks like. I love that in Genesis 1, we get this picture that God was not so better than, so far from, or so distant from uh, our reality that we see him actually in the dirt doing the work and then if you fast forward to the New Testament, Jesus did the same thing. He had an actual job. He was a carpenter, a builder, working on behalf of others. We we may not have very many stories from that particular time of Jesus's life, but it's something that we know about him, that he had a craft, a trade. And if that's the case, then that means that he had some kind of work that was intended for another Person. You see, work gives us meaning and purpose and a sense of di- dignity because we're contributing to society. Even as you think about the Apostle Paul, this is somebody who has written um, half of the New Testament, planted so many of the uh, first churches in the ancient Near East in the first century. I mean, Paul was radically involved in the advancement of the kingdom, and yet we also know that he was a tent maker he had a job as well. And so the work that he did added to the dignity that he felt, but also he contributed to society. And we need good men and women, Christian business leaders and teachers and educators and, and so on. We need us to be woven into the fabric of society. And the beautiful thing is that when we work, we are actually very much like God when we do that because God works as well. Now, slothfulness is the lack of desire to work and not seeing fully the purpose of your work. So let's talk about lack of desire just briefly. Sometimes I meet people where they really do have a lack of desire to work. They just want life to be sort of hakuna matata. You know, they want to kind of sit on the beach and sort of do their things. They have the attitude of, Um, You know, everything has been done for me. And so, you know, I'm kind of entitled to everything. And it's just unfortunate when I meet these people, because not only do they have the wrong view of themselves and the world around them, they're really missing out on being a part of this beautiful sensation, this beautiful character development that happens by experiencing dignity from the work that we do. And, and then the other part to it is I, I get a sense from these people who have a real lack of desire to do work is that it, it sometimes comes down to that they don't have a sense of gifting or skill, that they may not see the purpose of their work because they have no clue of really what their work could be. It's like they don't see their own potential. And so sometimes we just need to help somebody get a better sense of who they are and what they can do. And then the dignity will follow of doing good work. Other people, though, they don't see the purpose of work. They think work is just simply a nine-to-five. It just sort of it just sort of uh, gives me a paycheck and pays the bills. But when we really do boil it down, like I've already said here today, it's a core characteristic of God himself. The other thing to get into our minds now is that work existed before the fall, so it's very logical to assume that work will exist in eternity. Once Jesus returns and we have a new heaven and a new earth, It's probably wrong to assume that work will go away if work existed before Genesis chapter three. You see Adam in the garden was tending to the garden. He was naming the animals. He had a purpose. He had something to do. So therefore, it's reasonable to assume that there will be something for us to do in the existence of the new heaven and new earth in eternity. Now, what we will do, I'm not fully sure. I know what we won't be doing. We won't be needing therapists and doctors and police officers and lawyers. Like there's a lot of jobs we aren't going to need in eternity. By the way, my own job, pastoring and pointing people to Jesus will be non-existent. Why do I know that? Because the entirety of our existence will be in worship to God. And so you don't need someone like me to point you there. It's going to be radically obvious, right? So why do I say all that? Because a lot of us have jobs that are going to be non-essential in the next life. But hey, that doesn't mean we don't do good work now because right now they are radically essential. The things that we do are so needed to care for people. And and it get really comes down to the next bit, which is the purpose of work is that we would be contributors, not just consumers. And it's okay to consume at times. It's okay to enjoy entertainment, to eat good food, to watch a a show that you love. But the reality of work is that it allows us to be contributors, not complacent or apathetic, but active and a part of the story. Now, we've been in a series at the weekend called Red Letter Invitations, and we have seen nine invitations from Jesus. These words that are written in red throughout the Gospels, inviting us into certain kinds of things. And you know what? Jesus asks us to do a lot, and some of them are very hard things, like love our enemies, to follow him, to deny ourselves. And it can be very burdensome at times until we remember that Jesus never asks us to do something that he hasn't done for us. All throughout the gospels, we see Jesus doing things for others and then asking them to do the same, right? He talks about loving enemies and he shows us what it looks like to love his enemy. But it gets even more personal when we realize that Jesus doesn't ask us to do something that he hasn't already done for us, like for you and I. Right? He says to love our enemies, but we have to remember that we were once enemies with God. Right, He tells us to take up our cross. What I love is he took up mine. He shouldered the cross for me. So Jesus asks us to put in the work. And it's an imperative that is always met with the, the, the rationale that Jesus has already done that first. Keller says this in today's reading. He says, any work that is useful to others and done with excellence is deserving of honor. So when we remember that Jesus asks us to do some really important things, what we really can find ourselves doing is let's find work that is useful for others, that we might be able to serve and, and kind of do the work of Jesus without having to um, simply preach Jesus all the time. I'm not saying we shouldn't preach Jesus. That's wonderful, but we should also see how do I do work that is useful to others? So the question that I have for you here today, it's what, what is the work that you do? What do you do for a living? What do you do for fun? What are your, where are your charitable acts? Like what are the works that you do and how is it useful to others? How are you serving somebody? How are you benefiting somebody else? How are you doing to others before to yourself? And then the the final question with that is, do you perform your work with excellence? Now, why do I bring up excellence? Now, a couple of days ago, we saw that lackluster performance is the work of the slacker. So in the deadly sin, sin of sloth, being a slacker is a portion of it. And we talked about progressive decline being a slippery slope towards slothfulness, meaning if I do my work, but I don't do it with excellence, that's going to start to develop a pattern or a habit in my life where I'm going to do work, but I'm not going to do it very well. And it's a, there's no neutral in that. So you have to choose excellence, diligence, and discipline in order for you to keep moving forward. And I would encourage you that in your work, as it's useful to others, be the best. Now, not in a competitive way so that you can brag against others. No, but be the best in a way that really shows how serious you take your vocation and its usefulness to others. If you really do serve others with the work that you do, why wouldn't you want to be the best in serving others? It is not about reward it's not about acknowledgement but instead it's how serious you take the work that has been done to you so my final charge as we close out this series on sloth is that i would love for you to consider your life in the church that you don't just consume the church but that you might contribute to its beauty don't just consume from your city contribute to your city don't just consume from your family contribute to your family. This act of contributing is doing work. And when we work, there is a dignity and there is a a Christ likeness that happens in and through us. Work was not beneath God. So let's learn from him and let's put in the effort. Allow me to pray for you. God, I'm so grateful that you modeled for us what it looks like to work, to be a part of contributing to the world that you created. I pray, God, that we would um, open our hands and we would look at the work that that we do. God, I pray that our work is honoring and pleasing to you in the way that it is useful to others. And so, God, I pray that you would help us to experience and to see, connect the dots between our daily work and the advancing, growing kingdom that we benefit from. Allow us to work hard in the name of Jesus so that we can do with excellence, showing exactly how important it is for us to be a part of your kingdom and how much we want to become more like Jesus. So we pray all of these things in His name. Amen. Thanks so much for allowing us to be a part of your day. Please be sure to subscribe and share. You can tune in tomorrow for fresh new content. And remember,